0: Good morning, morning. welcome and uh, thank you for coming out on this beautiful sunny morning in Blue Lake. Today's message is titled Encouragement and it's based on Isaiah 43 verses 1 through 7. I will be looking at that in a little bit. Growing up in Holland, I used to drive a bicycle to school. School was only a few miles from my house, and one day I got into an accident. And I went on a Citroën DS, a French built car, came from the left and sideswiped me. Well, this car was nicknamed the uh, Closing Iron kind of a funny name, and the name came about because of the hood design of that car. Very smooth. All that proved to be a blessing, because instead of ending up below the car, the car actually scooped me up, I went flying over the top of it, and it ended up behind the car. No broken bones, that was a good thing. But I had a dislocated tendon on my lower leg, just above my ankle, and it required a cast. Not a fun experience for a kid that was always on the move. But words of encouragement from my mother gave me the comfort and inspiration to get through it all. Then, about a decade later, after turning 18, I was eligible for driving courses, which in those days, in the late 70s, took a minimum of 20 lessons, or about five months before attempting the first exam, of which I passed the written test without any trouble, but I failed the driving test. I was so distraught about this, never before had I failed a test, and I felt like a failure. But it was my dad, who had kind words of encouragement, explaining that in Holland, only 20% of people passed the first driver test. These words of encouragement gave me the confidence to embrace continued driving courses, and a few months later, I did pass for the second time. Then Chuck Swindle's book on illustrations and quotes, he writes about a nine-year-old boy who had been marginally successful playing the piano. And his mother decided to take him to a concert to listen to the great pianist, Paderewski. Once he got into the concert hall, she found some seats close to the stage, but then the mother actually spotted some friends and started talking to them. So the boy is sitting there all by himself, staring at this giant black Steinway piano at the stage. The keyboard lid was already lifted, and he was mesmerized by that beautiful grand piano. So he couldn't resist. Snuck out of his seat, then slipped down the aisle, and he stepped up the stage. Sat down on that leather bench, and he started playing... Twinkle, twinkle, little star. (laughs) All the people in the audience were getting annoyed. Who is this kid? Where are his parents? The mother abruptly stopped talking, socializing with her friends. She was embarrassed beyond words. Meanwhile, the great Padarowski, who was in the back putting his tie together, Heard what was going on. So without the boy seeing him, he walked on the stage, came up from behind him, reached over the little boy, and he improvised and harmonized a beautiful melody to go with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. (laughs) Then he gave the words of encouragement to the little boy to keep playing. Don't quit. Don't stop. After about ten minutes, they concluded, and the audience broke out in a thundering applause. Now, well, speaking of encouragement, a few weeks ago, we watched the movie Flags of Our Fathers, based on the book written by James Bradley. It tells the story of James's father and five other Marines who raised the flag over Iwo Jima. In a 36-day battle during the Second World War, on this small volcanic island in the Pacific Ocean, 22,000 Japanese and 7,000 Americans were killed. The iconic picture by the AP photographer Joe Rosenthal of the planning of the American flag the planting of the American flag praised all patriotic buttons. It became a symbol of encouragement to all the folks at home. The three surviving Marines that were pictured in this picture of Rosenthal traveled the country selling billions of dollars worth of war bundles to help reduce the staggering national debt that was caused by the Second World War. Now, I remember meeting James Bradley after he gave a speech at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., in 2009, while I happened to be in Washington, D.C., for some lobbying for the flower industry. And he told our group in his speech that what had led him to write his book. James knew that he had a bestseller in Flags of Our Fathers. But it appeared that he was the only one who felt that way. Over a period of 25 months, he he submitted his manuscript to 27 publishers and was turned down by all of them. The book struck something with the American people that the publishers didn't see. But what struck me was listening to James Bradley, his resilience throughout the process. His determination was so poignant that I actually bought this book right there on the spot. And he signed it. His story was full of encouragement and inspiration. How often do we hear a no and we start doubting ourselves? Or we hear it twice and we think we might just be wrong. But imagine hearing this 27 times. Most people would have succumbed to thinking not a good idea and give up. But James Bradley had faith in his book and himself and throughout his search for a publisher, eventually, after 27 notes, Bantam Books, he found Bantam Books to actually publish this book. His resilience was rewarded with the book spending 46 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. And a movie was produced by Steven Spielberg and Clint Eastwood. After having experienced my own period of darkness in 2008-2009, listening to James Bradley's story gave me, inspiration, and encouragement. Now what does the Bible say about encouragement? And according to Strong's Concordance, encourage, the words encouraged and encouraged, are mentioned nine times. But the word encouragement is not found verbatim in the Bible. But encouragement is the underlying premise of the second part of the book of Isaiah. And this is what brings us to today's reading. In Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7, which can be found in your pew Bible and plate 672. And I'll give you a moment to to look it up. But now... You shall not not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my sight, and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, Give them up. And to the south, Do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Please bow our heads. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light. In your truth find wisdom. And in your will, discover your peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. David Lindley is an English furniture maker. He's the former chairman of Christie's Auctions House, UK. But he's also the nephew of Queen Elizabeth of England, which makes him a member of of the royal family. So it was with Isaiah. According to rabbinic literature, Isaiah was the nephew of Amaziah, the king of Judah, making Isaiah a member of the royal family. Isaiah was a prophet. His book is the first book in a portion in the Bible referred to as the prophetic books. The book of Isaiah is the essence of the Bible. This Bible that I have on my hand contains 66 books. The book of Isaiah contains 66 chapters. This Bible contains 39 Old Testament books, a culmination of history and warnings of judgment. So does Isaiah's first 39 chapters. In the 27 New Testament books in this Bible, God provides salvation and hope through Jesus Christ. In the last 27 chapters of Isaiah, are full of hope and encouragement in anticipation of the Messiah. Messiah. Jesus Christ. Isaiah's name means Yahweh's salvation. A fitting name for someone who is chosen by, Lord, by, by the Lord to articulate both fearsome judgment, but also future glory and salvation through Jesus Christ. Isaiah prophesied and wrote this book during the reign of four kings. Four kings of Israel Uzziah, Yatham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. And according to Isaiah 6 1, he started writing in about 740 BC, in the king, in the year that King Uzziah died. Twenty years before the fall of the northern kingdom. He had witnessed a spiritual decline and warned that the same would happen. To the tiny nation of Judah and its capital, Jerusalem. Isaiah is famous for prophesying the coming of the Messiah. His predictions turned out to be very accurate, and many refer to this book as the fifth gospel. The second part of Isaiah is filled with encouragement. And it rings with an inviting poetry of hope, paving a path of confidence and anticipation. The words in the second part of Isaiah are overwhelmingly positive and comforting. They are quoted 85 times in the New Testament. In verse 2, Isaiah writes... When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. or going through deep waters, particularly cold water, can be very unnerving. And let me illustrate this with an example. Has anyone heard of Spartan races? Okay, a few people in the audience. Well, last month, one of the ladies in our office did the Castaic Lake Endurance Race. This race is held north of LA in the same mountains where I-5 uh, Grapevine Crossing is located. This course consists of about 15 to 20 obstacles like tire flipping, monkey bars, 12 feet walls to climb, a javelin throw, a rope climb, and sandbag carries. The course is about four miles long, but it also includes a water crossing. And at one point, she had to go through, water, through the water in Lake Casteic in December in the mountains above LA, pretty cold water. But the water was so deep that it came all the way up to her shores. The water was ice cold, And she is afraid of water. Then, right in front of her, she witnessed someone cramping up in the cold water. And nobody to help her. So she got freaked and almost turned around. But then she passed. She composed herself and mustered up the encouragement that guided her through this challenging course. And she eventually succeeded. Our opening hymn this morning, how firm a foundation, depicts this very well. When through the deep waters I call you to go, the rivers of grief shall not overflow, for I will be with you your troubles to bless and sanctify you in your deepest deepest distress in verse 3 isaiah wrote for i am the lord your god the holy one of israel your savior i give egypt as a ransom decades later when sennacherib the king of the assyrians was just about ready to fall upon jerusalem he was providentially diverted and turned his arms Against Egypt. The Assyrians invaded Egypt. Five years later, they captured and destroyed Memphis, the capital of Egypt. In verse 5, do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west, and I will gather you. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my my daughters from the end of the earth. Or the Diaspora, after the fall of the Northern Kingdom, and later the Southern Kingdom of, of Judah, and finally the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 A.D., scattered all the Israelites across the Middle East and parts of Europe. And for the next 1,800 years after the fall of Jerusalem, most Jews were living in all parts of the world except Israel itself. This verse in Isaiah 43.5 was the precursor of the Jewish word Aliyah. Aliyah literally means going up. And it connotes the aspiration for the Jewish people to return to their homeland. And a large-scale emigration of Jews back to their homeland began all the way back in 1882. And since the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948, millions of Jews have moved back to their homeland. But it gets interesting. In verse 6, Isaiah foretold, I will say to the north, give them up. Well, what does that mean with the Nord? What does he mean with the Nord? Well, the largest country, North of Israel, is Russia, which at one point had a huge population of Jews. That call to give them up came from the international community in 1970. After a group of mostly Russian Jews organized a plot to buy all the seats on a domestic flight from Leningrad under the guise of a trip to a wedding. The plan was to actually hijack the plane, fly to Sweden, and then eventually move to Israel. One of the participants of this group was a former military pilot who had experience flying this particular plane. On the morning of June 15, 1970, the group arrived at that airport in Leningrad, only to be arrested by the KGB. They were charged for high treason, punishable by death under Russian law. Two received the death penalty, the rest sentences from 4 to 15 years. But after international protest, the Supreme Court of, in Moscow... Modified all the sentences. But that's not where it ended. Strong international condemnation caused the Russian authorities to significantly increase the emigration quotas. In the decade prior to 1970, only 4,000 people had been allowed to leave the USSR. In the 10 years following the trial, 246,000 Jews received visas to leave Russia and were allowed to move to Israel. In 1989, Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev decided to lift all the restrictions on emigration. And according to Israel's Central Bureau of Statistics, more than a million former Russian Jews have moved back to their homeland. See this vase of beautiful flowers? Well, believe it or not, these are ranunculus. Ranunculus have been around for a long time. And there have been many common historic species of ranunculus. But out of those came these hybrids that are called butterfly ranunculus. With hundreds of blossoms in one vase. So it is in the writings of Isaiah 11:1. A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. So, after almost 2,000 years, 1,500 years of Jewish forefathers, out of the stump of Jesse, came our Messiah, Jesus Christ. Friends, the words written by Isaiah, 2,600 years, proved to be very accurate in many respects. They were also very comforting to the people in Israel at the time. They provided encouragement and hope in a troubled world. in the dark, troubled, and broken world of today, these words provide us with even more encouragement. Because from that stump of Jesse came the blossom of the redeeming powers of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. A gift that's available to each and every one of us sitting here today or listening online. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. And here is the good news. The ultimate encouragement comes from accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And He will nourish our soul. And lead us on that path to eternal life. We can receive Jesus in our heart. Right here. Right now. Accept him as Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. With encouragement. Faith. And trust in Jesus. We look forward to the ultimate prize. The kingdom. Of heaven. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.